Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.cool. It's not just cool, it's .cool. We're here to talk about this past week in the WWE, which means, despite what John's going to say, we're still going to talk about Raw. Nope. We're going to talk about SmackDown Live. Fine, if you want. We're not talking about the 205 Live. Quitter. Guilty as charged. But we are going to talk about NXT and another crazy week in wrestling news. I'm Owen, joined as always by John. Joined as always by everybody out there on the internet. Isn't that cool? It's that cool. We are streaming live over at twitch.tv slash ozone online and mixer.com slash the ozone. Check us out that uh, check us out there, rather. We are monitoring our chats and our Twitter at the Heel Turn, so send us your questions and your comments, and we'll get to them as we deem fit. Oh, and I'm going to beat you to the punch here and tell you what I've been doing. What have you been doing? So, remember when I told you that I was going to get the Platinum in Burnout Paradise, and that I was probably going to be done with Burnout Paradise? Let me guess, you're still not done. I... Almost have all of the trophies. I'm missing three of them from the Cops and Robbers DLC. Uh huh. And I have about 215 of the 500 challenges done. I've discovered that if you beat all 500 challenges, you get an exclusive car. And I've decided I need this car. So I'm playing more Burnout Paradise, and I will continue to play Burnout Paradise until the end of my life, probably. Mm-hmm. How are you, Owen? I'm good. What's funny is we've already got a question in the chat. So I'm going to give us a little break in our banter to ask you, John. Uh, what are your thoughts on All In possibly signing CM Punk? That's cool. Yeah, it's fine. I'll, I mean, I'll believe it when I see it, but like, yeah, it's, it's look, not gonna happen. look, man, we we all know my opinions on CM Punk, or actually, probably if some of you don't know my opinions on CM Punk, because it's been a fucking while. Yo, I like CM Punk. He's a good ass wrestler. He's the reason I started watching this shit again. So, you know, Fun, funny enough, John, we will be talking about CM Punk when we get into the news section. We sure will, because some stuff started happening this week. Isn't that fun? But, uh, I'm not for CM Punk, seemingly. But back to our intro, uh, I want to tell you, John, that uh, I finished the story in God of War. How was the boy? I can't tell you. Because it's spoilers. But the game is very good. Boy out of ten. It's a... Uh, I'd, I'd give it a boy out of ten, yeah. For sure. The boy does... Boy things. I can't go into detail about that because things happen in that game, John. Some real crazy things happen in that game, and you should play it. All right, then. Maybe I will. If I ever finish playing Burnout Paradise, which I don't know if I will. Yep. But uh, aside from that... um. I play I before the podcast I played that Pokemon game. That just came out, Pokemon Quest. What is that? I was trying to find footage or any information about it, but I, I failed to. By which I mean I did a little bit of searching at work, but all of the sites I went to were blocked by my company because they're video game websites, so I said, ah fuck it. 
That's a shame. It is a free-to-play game where you Oh, my have, favorite. It's, it's a cool blocky style. You have three Pokemon on your team, and you go on adventures, attacking wild Pokemon in waves. You, you know, you, call it, you do the attacks, they move on their own. It's cool. I like it so far. You level the Pokemon up, they can evolve. They have these charms or something where you can slot in power stones. What is it? What kind of game is it? Um, Like, what's the combat mechanic in this? They run on their own, and then you, like, tap. They have the cooldowns on the attacks, kind of like a MOBA. But you don't control the Pokemon. They move on their own. You just control when they attack? Yeah, they they, they do, like, normal attacks on their own, but you can choose, like, are they going to do, like, a flamethrower, or are they going to do a scratch, or... You know, focus up or whatever the moves are. And you can teach them different moves as they level up. It's. I've only played it f- for about an hour. So. What the fuck was that? You need to not call out when the notifications go on during the stream, John. Well, I'm this sorry that I podcast. heard a weird sound. It is a podcast. Because I'd mentioned someone in the chat that I did not have notifications on. I was wrong. Notifications are indeed on. Uh, uh, uh. So, appreciate it. I assume that was a follow. But we are re- recording a podcast, John. But So, uh, I've only played uh, this game for about an hour. And uh, one, you know what the one downside is? That it doesn't sound like there's any strategy to it whatsoever? No, there is, because it's based on power levels and stuff. And uh, I'm still early on, so it's not getting to the point where... The different Pokemon types matter, and you swap in different people in your team. What does the scanner say about his power level, Owen? It's uh, it's not over nine thousand yet. I'm getting, I'm, I'm over a thousand though. I got a, a a quest for that. Power but level harder. I'm, I'm I'm trying, John. But the downside is that it has energy meters. It's a free to play game, and it's coming out on phones. But it's on Switch. Yes. It's on Switch huh. now. It's coming to smartphones next month. That's interesting that they're doing like a staggered launch like that. Mm-hmm. Owen, this sounds like a video game that I'm not sure I care to play. But I'm glad that you checked it out. Indeed. But John- I think if I'm going to stick to bad free-to-play games with Pokemon licenses, though... I'm probably just going to stick to Magikarp Jump. Now that's a fucking game. True. You make and that Magikarp Jump. Hey, John, we have a lot to get to. Do you want to get into the news? Not really, but, I mean, WrestleTrain keeps it rolling, so... Yep, so I'm going to hit the button. Hey, John. What? First bit of news is about the WWE streaming rights, because, of course, the TV rights are not enough. We've also got to talk about the streaming rights. Streaming what? Raw and SmackDown. Oh, like Hulu. Yes. I didn't even consider this. The streaming rights are apparently separate. So, who knows what's going to happen with that? There's... The only news is up that is WWE is going to be asking for a lot of money for it. And that means more 
billions of dollars into their pocket. Discuss. So Hulu's going to pay them more money, okay? Or do you think that another another company could snatch up the rights? Do you think Fox could get the rights for their website and say, "Hey, it's we're going to be able to stream it live on our website." I mean, a what website? B Fox. Like I don't know what Fox does. I mean, it's like I guess you could put it on like the FX app, but I mean, it doesn't really make sense. Like, what are you going to put like with Simpsons World or whatever? WWE. Oh wait, no, they have a network already. That yeah, that's the thing. Sense. Is like they have the network for that, and also like I don't know. Um, I just feel like none of the places really are built to have the infrastructure for it. Like maybe Amazon. Like, you know, you did say that apparently Amazon was interested in SmackDown. So I could see them going with the streaming rights. But I feel like Amazon and Hulu are the only two companies that really have the infrastructure or, like, the focus that would really, like, be interested in this. Like, this doesn't seem like something Netflix would give a fuck about. Yeah, but I I feel like the, the thing would be, you know, especially for Raw is that somebody wants to get the streaming rights for the non-edited version. That would be good if they did that. What is, three hours is a lot. I mean, it is, but... <clears throat> the problem with the Hulu cut is that, like, they they always choose the things that they think are important, the storylines that they think matter, and usually that ends up with a lot of the undercard talent being cut from the show when that to me as much as it is oftentimes kind of terrible mm-hmm. is usually the most interest interesting things going on mm-hmm. so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that goes again I'm, right, I'm saying right, right now, now it's going to be Hulu yeah it's probably be Hulu but right now I don't hear any names I feel like it's probably going to just be Hulu, but maybe they'll get something about the de- part of the deal will be they'll be able to put it up on the network as well next day, which would be nice. I would like to hope that Hulu is not stupid enough to pay them the fuckload of money that Fox is. Don't worry, they will. Because Fox owns part of it. Speaking of the fuckload of money that Fox is paying them. Uh, before that, we do have another question from the chat. Oh, let's hear it. They want to know our thoughts on Rich Swan and James Ellsworth signing with TNA. Good for them. The impact is garbage. It's not a good show. I, 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 I've been watching parts of it for the last two weeks because I'm an idiot, and I don't, and I the turn on TV and pops on for some reason. That's weird. Why do you live in a place where pop exists? I I don't know. What I couldn't is- even tell you what channel pop is on if I tried. Granted, I don't have cable, so it's not like you know I'm that spending a lot of time looks- at my parents' house or anything. But that show looks bad. Like the stuff with Josh Matthews in the virtual studio, which is framed all terribly, looks ter- looks looks real bad. Uh, the arenas don't look impressive. Like they got a bunch of lights, but very small crowd doesn't care. Sometimes they, like they did a one match from House of Hardcore, which is Tommy Dreamer's thing, and that was yeah a what weird thing because the commentary wasn't there, so they were talking over the foot. I don't. It's weird. Impact's not good. 
It's why all the talented people left already. And as someone who has a problem with Anthem per- on a personal level, I uh, hope they continue to fail. Let Ring of Honor get a spotlight. Let them get a big TV deal or something. My thoughts are good for them getting money. I mean, Rich Swan, I am feeling a little questionable about, although, I mean, he was acquitted of any crime, or rather, no charges were pressed, I think, I guess, is more specific with that. Oh, speak, speaking of charges and stuff, did you see Enzo Mori's uh, music video? No, I didn't. I watched about 30 seconds and turned it off. And Look, man, I've listened to a lot of the story of Added On today. Mm-hmm. I don't need any more murder in my life. Drake has already been fucking had his had his goddamn skeleton pulled out in front of my eyes today, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as someone tried to point out to me on Discord the other day, saying, oh, but, you know, he was found innocent, so he should be able to bounce his career back. And the respo- my response is, no. Not enough evidence does not equal innocence. Not by a long shot. And Especially not in cases like this where it seems to happen a lot. Enzo's a bad person. Enzo's a terrible person. Yep. Uh, n- another question from the chat, John. Because yes. we stream this live, so we take priority with our chats. Thoughts on... This is interesting because we don't talk about New Japan that often. Thoughts on Dominion on June 11th with Okada versus Omega in a 2 out of 3 falls match. Did you know this was happening? I heard about it, but... I, yeah, I don't, I don't have any thoughts. That sounds cool. I, yeah, also, I, want, I believe I want to see that. the show with Naito and Jericho. Oh, cool. Which, what's fortunate, John, is that I still have my New Japan World uh, subscription because I never unsubscribed after Wrestle Kingdom, so I could go check this out. I'm also ha- holding on to it because the G1 is coming up, and I know you're not going to watch all that that wrestling. But I may call in a ringer and do a bunch of side podcasts where we cover the, the G1. It does all sound interesting. So, people interested in the G1, we will see if we can actually cover it at ProWrestling.Cool this year. Should be cool. Yep. Now that we've completely destroyed any semblance of, like... Segwaying or talking or keeping like a theme going. I I'm sorry, John. It's it's a, we're doing a live show. We have an active audience. We have to answer the questions if they've got good good questions. If you have a bad question, we're not going to ask it on the show. But John, I might just so I can curse you out. Fair. You're cover you're covering the mixer chat, right? Not right now, but I will. <laughs> Let me get in it. You should. Um, but yeah, but time getting back to rights. Um. The Hollywood Reporter put out a story about the whole deal with WWE and Fox. And they sure did. Did Did you read this? Because holy shit. Yeah, I did. I was. Oh, fuck, dude. Some of the some of the things being said in there. A marriage of the Murdochs and the McMahons. Yep. How NBC Universal is embarrassed to have WWE programming, even though like. They just paid them like triple money for Raw and so like, the flagship I of have, USA. 
I come. I have I have some comments about that statement. Mm-hmm. I mean, for one, I'd say, you know what? Maybe a little bit. I, I could see them being kind of embarrassed and not really happy about the fact that, like, you know, they have this channel that they're trying to turn into prestige a prestige thing with like cool things. And granted, they do have a lot of cool shows on there. Fucking Mr. Robot's great. Like people really like Burn Notice. Um. You you seem to enjoy the that Tupac and Biggie miniseries they did. John, I watched one episode, and you keep oh. bringing that up. I only watched the one episode. I thought you might watch more than it. Nope. Okay. Well, the point is, they do things that are fucking decent and cool, and yet Raw is still like the, their most fucking uh, successful thing. Excuse and, like, me. They Chris Lee don't even best. I, s- <sighs> I hate you. Don't talk to me about prestige when they got Chris Lee on this channel. I hate you. I'm just saying. Point being. They didn't even have, like, they didn't even put, like, the, the WWE shows on their app of being like, hey, this is a thing we do, until, like, maybe a month and a half, two months ago. Like, I could see the argument of this is a thing they do that they're not, like, super hyped about and not, like, pushing, like, yeah, this is an important thing to the to them, but they still do it. At mm-hmm. the same time, though, hey, Owen. Hey. Remember that segment they did last week involving Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley's sisters? I don't think that has to do with this article. This company is a fucking embarrassment! I don't think that... I mean, that's just wrestling. It's just... But WWE specifically. But also, they're paying them triple money. I don't think they're, in a, they're considering them an embarrassment. You're missing my point here that WWE is a fucking embarrassment and should not be getting paid any of this money. Yet we're still covering it, John. Not by choice. It's true. I I have, you know, chained you to your desk, forcing you to watch Raw every week. So I don't have to. You didn't do a good job of it this week. So the people at home don't have to. Well, you didn't do a good job of it this week. Hey, John, you know, sometimes the rust on the bars break. I can't help it. My bad. But, but John, the point is, this is just Fox talking some bullshit. To try oh, to- no. Like, this is the most fucking... Look, man, if you want to get something, you got to play to your audience. And this shit is, like, the most fucking Machiavellian Donald Trump shit ever. That's, like, fucking catnip to a fucking egomaniacal fucking billionaire who has more money than God and can fucking control everything, yet has the biggest fucking inferiority complex and, like, doesn't feel like he's respected at all. To be fair, though, John, the things that Fox says they're gonna do for WWE, it sounds very good. Like, even I'm impressed with what they're saying. Like, did you did you read the details about their plan for the WWE on Fox? The the thing I heard was that they're going to have a uh, that they're going to have a talk show. Yes, they're going to have a talk show on Fox Sports One. They're going, you know, SmackDown is going to be prominently on the Fox, you know, main network. And they're saying across all their like channels and programming, they're going to have advertisements to watch SmackDown every single night. I mean, considering some of the high-profile shows that Fox has on, and they'll be promoting 
to go watch SmackDown during them I, on, on network television. I think that's a pretty, pretty good deal. It is a good deal. Don't get me wrong. So I'm impressed. I, I want to see if they actually go through with it because we still got plenty of time until it happens. I mean, look, the the putting the ads on for one of their tentpole shows, like, that's something that they've proven time and again they do. Like, fuck, man, I've seen, I've seen ads for fucking Family Guy, like, just watch Family Guy on Fox and, like, fucking, like, Comedy Central and shit. Like, this is something they've proven that they've been willing to do in the past. Are they willing to do it for WWE? Maybe that's more questionable, but I don't, again, I don't see why not. If they're paying a fucking billion dollars for it, they might as fucking well... I'll try and get some, like, return on investment here. Mm-hmm. The Talking Smack thing, that remains to be seen, I think. But then again, they also don't have anything on on Fox Sports 1, from, based on my understanding. So, I guess, why not? Yeah, also, you heard their reasoning for moving away from UFC, right? Uh, yeah, because it's a more violent and adult demographic and they're going for family friendly. Exactly. And have you watched UFC? No. I mean, yes, and that's why no. <clears throat> yeah, so I I can't I can't watch it. It's too brutal for me. I like I my- mean, I like the part where where the Conor McGregor made it wrestling. I don't think that was part of the show, John. He legit killed those people uh, on that bus. Uh, I, I, they might be dead. I don't know. I can't. I, I'm not a doctor. I can't confirm this. But yeah, I'm curious to see how this goes. But hearing the phrase Conor McGregor, 2018 WrestleMania of the Year. Nope, that's not happening. But yeah, here, here he's he, gonna at least be in the top three of best nope. non in ring performer. That's I mean, all I'm saying. Okay, maybe. But what I was trying to say is he's not an in ring performer. He's an octagon performer. John, let me. Re- well, let me, I mean, he me did perform in the ring in that boxing match. I'm trying to get off this topic by summing it up by the Murdochs and the McMahons are having a baby. It's called SmackDown. You're welcome, everybody. Battle of the Billionaires 2. Nope. Moving on. This time everyone loses. CM Punk. Because we didn't lose hard enough the last time. Nope. CM Punk called Cabana's their trial for the defamation thing with WWE is happening this week. Surprise, this frivolous ass lawsuit didn't get thrown out. It's not getting covered by anyone. However, someone I know via the Twitters was doing legal cases in that courthouse anyway, and went, oh, they're doing the... they're doing the punk trial. Let's check in on this. Hey! You know what they did during the case hearing? What? They listened to the whole podcast. Okay. Like, they listened to the whole podcast with all the ads and everything. Okay. It's very good. I don't know, I... this, this is a stupid story. Welcome to my art of wrestling listening party. Apparently, it's you know the the judge ordered it. Everyone must listen. But yeah, aside from that, no real news has come out of this trial yet. It's still happening for some reason. 
weird. I got. I have an official statement on my opinions of this trial. What's that? CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! How do I turn down the microphones on the crowd? I, I, I can't. I can't do this. I'll never and, get this job at WWE. And a final bit of news, John. Uh, this past Friday, Showtime released a documentary on Mauro Ranallo. Hey, the Showtime. Called the Bipolar Rock and Roller. That's okay. Sure. I watched this documentary. I don't. Just I don't. I don't know that I'd say the Moro rocks. I mean, it's it's the nickname he was given. The Moro does rock, like he plays instruments and creates music. Okay. While he's having bipolar fits, and holy shit, this documentary is crazy. Like you get to see everything. Like Moro, like. Like, having his breakdowns and everything. And it is scary. Jeez. And, and, like, his thought process and how he, like, handles all this while also, like, being professional on broadcasts. It's it's an amazing thing, because it goes through his whole career, you know, growing up, starting in, uh, you know, local wrestling as a manager and uh, announcer. And then moving on to calling boxing and MMA, and then going to Showtime and having all that stuff happen, and then going to WWE. It, it goes through his entire career, the ups and downs, like explaining like his, br- like what's weird is the remember the part where he was a SmackDown commentator and then he wasn't. Yeah, that is covered very briefly. It just jumps from he's on SmackDown. Oh wait. I can't fucking deal with the road because I'm having these issues. Now I'm on NXT. I was gonna say, and I guess you just answered my question here, how much do they talk about JBL? JBL's not involved. I don't think it was necessarily JBL, considering, like, all the footage you see of how Morrow, like, deals with travel and his condition. It just was overwhelming for him. And so, I don't know. You should watch this documentary if you have Showtime. It is great. You'll see Morrow in a whole new light, and you'll gain a lot more respect for what he does. Because I just can't imagine living with bipolar like to that degree, and you know, be a person on live television all the time, or you know, pre-taped for NXT. Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. But for real, though, fuck JBL. But yeah, also fuck JBL, but that's that's a different topic. Speaking of fucking things, do you want to talk about Monday Night Raw? Sure! I didn't watch it. Why, why didn't you watch the Monday Night Raw? Are you fucking kidding me here? Do you remember what they did last week? Do you think I'm just going to be like, oh, okay, we're doing this fucking transphobic bullshit. And no, this is okay. I'm just going to, I'm totally comfortable to watch this show. This is a great thing. This is the thing I enjoy doing. No, fuck that. I'm not watching this shit. They can go to fucking hell. Actually, you know what? I lied. I did watch it a little bit. I turned it on and I saw that they were doing Braun Strowman versus Finn Balor a fucking gen. So I said, fuck this. 
Did Did you know they had Sami Zayn come out and apologize for that segment? Oh, fine, cool. Like, did yeah. he actually like? I don't feel like it was a, a fucking sincere apology or anything. I'm sure it was just him being a fucking heel, which is fine. That's what he should do. I mean, but the, the first- sincere apology would be fucking Vince McMahon saying, I'm sorry we did that. That was a really fucking offensive thing we wrote. We're not going to do that ever again. Was it never speak of this? I mean, the first half of it was kind of like a real apology. And then he turned it went, oh, now I'm healed. So, yeah, exactly. If you're going to make your fucking apology for your fuck awful segment at a storyline thing, like it's not going to have any fucking impact because it's just a fucking work. Mm -hmm. Anyway, do go on. But yeah, um, that's all I want to talk about that. That segment wasn't good. I know there's literally only one other thing I know about from this fucking Raw, and that's apparently fucking Nia Jax as a heel again? I mean, Stephanie McMahon turned her into a heel the previous week. So, I guess Alexa Bliss was right then. Yeah, obviously. She always was. Like, that's what you're you're telling me here, is that... Alexa Bliss was a hundred percent right, and Nia is just a, bully. a fucking yeah. But she her whole segment was was yeah. Uh, there we go. This, this whole segment was just to get John to talk about Alexa when he has an Amazon Echo. So yep, that's that's how it always goes, Owen. I just <sighs> no, but the, the whole segment was her beating up a jobber while in between doing that, being on a microphone talking shit at Rhonda, who was at, on the commentary table. And Ronda was fine in this segment, which was interesting. Nia wasn't very good, though. It's almost like she was doing this one character, and then they just radically fucking alignment shifted her, because they can't just do a fucking babyface versus babyface thing, and they have to just fucking throw away all the goddamn work they spent fucking, like, two months doing. To be fair, that work was garbage. Because nothing fucking matters. That work was garbage. I'm glad they threw it away. Nia's a much better as a heel. But if you're gonna fucking do it, then fucking commit to it! Hey, John, you wanna know a secret? They got a billion, no! They got a billion dollars! They got a billion dollars, they don't give a shit. I don't wanna talk about Raw anymore. I I I just had those weren't the topics I want to talk about. I only have two things to talk to you about for Raw. no. I don't care. Too bad, John. We we can't just gloss over a three hour show that happened. Yes, we can. This is our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want, and we have the power to say this is a fucking horrible show that is actively fucking like damaging to people. The shit they did last week was abhorrent, and no amount of fucking works apology that they fucking forced Sami Zayn to give is going to fucking make up for it. We can just say, no, actually, I'm done with this shit. I'm fucking done with this until you actually fucking improve it. I don't care that you have a fucking billion dollars. Let your ratings go in the toilet, because I don't give a fuck. It's what you deserve. 
It's what everyone involved in this who doesn't step in and say, what the actual fuck are you doing? It's what they all deserve. Even the B team? Yeah! How dare you? The B team had a Memorial Day barbecue. And you weren't invited, John. You missed out. Did I? Yeah, the, do you want to hear what the menu was? The menu was amazing. I have a clip. Great. On today's huh? menu, we have all of your favorite B-team treats, such as... B-team baked beans! Mm. Mm. I'd oh, like to get lit on this? that. How about, how about this? Hey, how about B-team bratwurst, huh? huh? There you go, huh? But guys, don't don't forget about the B team, potato chips, <laughs> crunch. Huh? Or how about, about the, only thing I the B team bologna sandwiches? Yep, yep. Huh? Hey, but guys, delicious. Guys, don't be sleeping. Don't be sleeping on the B team, Bodogs. Oh, Bodogs. Take a look. Bodogs are my favorite. Yep. All right, guys, everybody. Digging. John, you missed out on the Bodogs and the potato chips. I think I'm good. Really? I think I'm good. Well, the news come out of this was it turned into chaos, and there's going to be. I can't a, believe it. A battle royal for the tag title shot at Money in the Bank. I'll lie. There, I lied. There is one other thing I know about about Raw. And this is why I didn't want to talk about it, is that it's the fucking. Is it good or bad? I, I, have a I good saw thing. the, I saw the backstage Fallout segment, the interview with the revival oh. after this segment. I did not see I, this. It's the revival cutting this interview, this cutting this promo about how they're going to win the battle royal. While, of course, covering in fucking cake and other random fucking food from this garbage segment, from this garbage show. Top fucking guys. And here's what they're doing. Just fucking hanging out, covered in fucking cake and other bullshit. And I guess at the end of the day, it's like, I get why it's like, who the fuck is really going to complain about their fucking spot when it's like, they're making all this goddamn money, so whatever. And it's not like anything they really do matters because it's at the whims of a fucking crazy old man who likes what he likes and hates basically everything except for Roman Reigns. John, John are, you, are you doing okay? Come the fuck on. You're, you seem really angry tonight. I seem like I just straight up fucking hate Monday Night Raw. Well, can I calm you down with the other thing I wanted to talk about and that being Elias? Fine. He had a segment, and he was just in the saying, uh, "You need to turn down the lights on the crowd so they can't see their ugly faces in the front row." All right. You need to turn the mic up on him so you can just hear his great singing. And he's doing all these demands, trying to get the mood right. We go to commercial. We come back. He's still doing it. <laughs> sure. And this leads to nothing. There's no match. It's just the segment before Seth Rollins comes out and interrupts and says, hey, I have a, a title match. Sure. 
And then what's great was Seth Rollins retained his belt and then got up on the announce table on the stage and celebrated. And then Elias came out and said, actually, fuck you. Here's my guitar smashed over you. Now you're dead. And Seth Rollins got carted off. Elias straight up murdered Seth Rollins. I like both of these guys. I wish I fucking cared. But it's raw. And Seth, nothing matters. Seth Rollins puts on good matches. I'll You have to give him that. Seth Rollins puts on great matches. It's not that I'm not saying that Seth Rollins puts on bad matches. He's not in the money I'm to bank, I is he? I'm saying I don't care. He's not in the money to bank, is he? No, he's not. He's probably going to fight Elias at the, the pay-per-view. Probably. Well, that, that's it for... Uh... That's it for that show. You want Let's to- never speak of it again. Would you like to... Uh, from the chat, thoughts on the Money in the Bank ladder match. I assume they are referring to the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. My thoughts are, it's going to be really good. It's going to surpass our expectations. Yeah, it'll be good. Especially Probably. because uh-huh. you've got... The person that qualified on SmackDown in there now, who I think, aside from The Miz, and aside from Braun Strowman, has the best chance of winning. And that's my segue to talk to you about SmackDown. I don't agree with that, but I'll wait until we get to the... Get to that segment. Well, how about I talk about that he uh, came out to open the show? The Samoa Joe. He is a member of the main event mafia? No, he's not. He's a member of SmackDown Live, the best brand that's not NXT. He was wearing a suit like a member of the main event mafia. No, he wasn't. What are you talking about? I saw I saw a picture of him in a suit. Okay, that was not from SmackDown this week. He came out in his wrestling gear because he's ready to fight. Okay. He storms out, grabs a ladder from under the ring, puts it in the ring... Climbs up, because you know those briefcases are hanging above the ring for every show? Mm-hmm. He just goes up there and grabs the briefcase. Like, suit nonchalantly. Cool. He's like, fucking easy. Boom, I, I got it. I can win this match. That's pretty cool. And then he cuts a promo about Jacob's Ladder. And saying, you know, it's apparently, like, goes straight to heaven. And once you ascend it, the angels are there to welcome you. But at Money in the Bank, there will be no salvation. Because I'm going to climb that ladder and I'm going to take that briefcase. And I'm going to unleash a reign of fear and destruction on SmackDown as I loom over them with this briefcase. But first I got to kill Danny Bryan. Sure. In the main event. And uh, I love this line that he says, like, I hope, like, with your, like, vegan lifestyle that you can call your wife. As if being vegan means you can't use a cell phone, despite him being a GM where he was on the cell phone every single week. I mean, can, are you really going to argue with Samoa Joe or his logic here? No, I'm not. I'm just thinking it was funny. I think he did that on purpose. And he says he's going to call call his wife and tell him and to tell her and Birdie that he's going to come home for money in the bank as a broken man, watching Samoa Joe win the the match. And Danny Bryan comes out and says, fuck that. Don't you talk about my family ever again. Screw the main event. We're going to wrestle right now. 
And then Big Ass's music hit. Nope. And he came out with his crutch, and he says, uh, actually, I taught the page, and uh, I still was supposed to have his, that, the, the qualifying match with Samoa Joe, so uh, you two can fuck off. I'm, I've got the title shot, or the, the ladder match shot against Samoa Joe when I am medically cleared. Which is now. And then he is totally fine, piece of shit him with, with his crutch, Oh no! Nail Samoa Joe with the briefcase and uh. What a fiendish heel! But uh. After a commercial, they go to Paige backstage and she's like, um. Paige here! She did say. No, she did. I wish she said Paige here! In the notes, I actually wrote Paige here, just for you, John. But, uh, yep. Um. She's like, no, that's. She doesn't speak for me. Technically, yeah, he's cleared, but he doesn't. Get the match. Because Danny Bryan won that qualifier the other week. So the main event now is a triple threat. Samojo, Danny Bryan, Big Cass. I'm into it. Because it's smart because it saves the first singles match between those two for like, I don't know, a SummerSlam? Like, like something where they can build it up and not just have it... Like advertised for a week on an episode of SmackDown. You'd think that, but then you have to remember that this is a show where a billion dollars they don't give a fuck, uh, and they it doesn't get- seem like, and it doesn't seem like the television is to build to anything anymore. I don't know. It they seems see- like the television just exists to be the television. I don't know, John. And the pay per views just exist to be the pay per views. I don't know. That just seems to be you with the with Monday nights, but Tuesdays we seem to care. Um, so, uh, we have, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, your call, your content is qualitatively better, but it doesn't mean that it's not the same problem entire, completely. John, stop killing my mood. Let me talk to you about You're not building to anything. You're just showing Let me talk to you about the Japanese wrestle man. Who was. Punches people in the dick. That's not a nice thing to do. No, he doesn't do that anymore. He's now he's walking backstage with a bunch of papers that each count, like, different numbers, and he's counting up to ten as he's throwing them around. Because he's in a last-man standing match against AJ Styles at the pay-per-view. What number, I've heard this. What number do you count up to in a last-man standing match? Uh, that would be the ten. So he's going to fight the ten-man. <gasps> he's fighting Ty Tim Dillinger. Tim the ten-man Taylor? No, Ty Dillinger. With his dumb looking hair. No more I can't corners. believe Ty Gillinger is confirmed alive. He could not only confirmed alive, John. This match was awesome. It went through a commercial break even. Uh, the whole story of the match was a typical Ty Dillinger match of Nakamura's I'm gonna, losing. Yeah, he's, he's going to beat the shit out of him. But despite the match not working this way, he was counting up to 10. Like, as if it was the last man standing match, and every time, Ty Dillinger answered the call. And it was... And the crowd got so hyped every time he did it. And then he fought back, and went back and forth. It was... This is the best Ty has looked on the main roster. Easily. This was an excellent match these two had. But, of course, it all came down to a Kinshasa 
to uh, to Ty Dillinger and a pinfall. And then after the match, as Ty's trying to get up, a Kinshasa to the back of the head. Nakamura counts to 10. This is great. This was such a good use of Ty Dillinger. Like, you know, he's got the 10. It matches the gimmick. He's a great, you know, jobber to the stars. You know, his, that title might not sound great, but it's he nails it. The crowd was hot for this. I hope that, you know, Ty gets more opportunities. Maybe not to just be a jobber, but maybe to actually be a mid-car star. The problem is, I feel like, with being a jobber to the stars, is that it only works in as much as people believe you and buy you. Like, you know, as much as it sucked when Dolph was in that state, like, at least for a, a good long while, it made sense because it was Dolph fucking Ziggler. He was believable. He was a goddamn world champion. When has Ty Dillinger ever been believable? Um, when he beat Eric Young in that steel cage match. No. He Uh. escaped the cage. He won by running away. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, John. Maybe that's just how Ty Dillinger rolls. You, You believe in him for no reason... And you get disappointed when he loses. I don't know. I still like him, though. Puts on the good matches. What if the writing was good, though? How much more would we like him? John, you're you're asking for too much. Am I, though? Yes. Because it doesn't fucking feel like it. John, this is wrestling. This is the WWE. Outside of NXT, they don't know how to write anything. Sometimes don't even know how to write that. However, they did write a great segment here. Because we had a dance-off between Lana and Naomi. No. Oh, yeah. This no. was... This was good. No. Because we had Aiden English and Rusev sing about it. Money the Bank being Rusev Day, and also that Lana is the best, num- Lana number one. And she came out, and then Naomi had her entrance, but she was accompanied by the Usos as her backup. And what was great is that they had Greg, like, MC this thing, and pretty much read out all the rules of a dance-off, as if this was the Royal Rumble match. Like, it was like, he was like, why, why are we going to all this detail? It's just a dance-off. They just both dance. It's fine. But, no. We had to go through all the rules. And then Lana started dancing to her song. It was goofy. She she did some breakdancing at some one point and did a spin-a-rooney, and it was kind of awesome. CJ Perry is a was a professional breakdancer from things I've heard. Yes. And she also has a background in ballet. Hey! And then Naomi did her dancing, which is just, uh, I'm going to shake my butt and do splits. And it was cool. And then, all of a sudden, they tried to shake hands, and it turned into them both dancing together. Just for fun, because, hey, we're having fun, you know? We're having a good time, Smackdown, we're dancing. They end back-to-back. What is the point of any of this? Well, the point of it is that they were back to back, and then Lana says, "Actually, here's a neckbreaker. Fuck you. 
And also, I'm going to slap your husband in the face, because fuck him. And it turned into a brawl, and but the faces cleared the ring, and it sets up a mixed tag match for next week. It was fun. I, I This was just a fun segment. I had a good time. I don't know why you, we can't mix up the good wrestle matches with some goofy fun that's not offensive. It's just... Why? But here's the thing, though, John. It, I don't understand what the point of this is and what this is supposed to accomplish. What issue? Let's get this Lana over without into. her having to wrestle. That's what it is. Then don't put her in this match. But she's popular. But she can't wrestle. So we're gonna hide it. Until we can get her to get better at the wrestling. It's I'm I'm fine with it, John. I'm I'm not as harsh about this because this wasn't people in drag. It was instead it was a fun dance off between the two ladies who are kinda talented at dancing. But also John, you have to you have to make I just think about like remember when they the last time they had a dance off? Yeah, this was a good one. I, the last one I'm thinking of was a very good one. Which one was that? Well, I'm thinking of the NXT classic between Summer Rae and Emma. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, and that actually was like, had a point. It was building to something. It was like, these two have a fucking match, and like they have beef because Summer Rae's all like, I'm a professional dancer and shit, and I'm hot and cool. And Emma does this fucking weird hand thing. What the fuck is that? Well, their thing is, hey, Lana and Naomi is a, you know, does, has a whole dancing gimmick. Lana thinks she's better. Because she's but delusional. Why? Because she's delusional. She thinks that she won a match, then now she's the, sh- the hot shit, and actually she's not. And she's coasting on the Rusev Day thing. But John, you know what the tag, the mixed tag match is next week? I no. Uh, is is Jay uh, Naomi's husband? I th- believe it's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. Okay, so it's Jimmy and Naomi against Lana and Aiden English. What? Uh huh. I love that the commentary even went. Wait, what? <laughs> when that graphic went up. It was pretty good. What? what? I know. It's weird. What? Why? Why would it? I'm what sure sense th- does that make? I'm sure they're going to have an explanation for it. It's going to be something goofy with Rusev. I'm sure the explanation is going to be the impetus for them breaking up Rusev. You shut your mouth? Happening. No, they're not. Never. It's happening. Never. It's happening. Speaking it's of happening. speaking of teams that should never break up, we had a six man tag match between the New Day and the Miz and the Bar. Sure. The Miz and the Bar should stay a stable. Holy shit. First off, the entrance is amazing. So you know that fusion dance that uh, Cesaro and Sheamus do during their entrance? Yes. Instead of that <laughs> They they did did it by pointing at the entrance for the Miz to come out, and then the okay. Miz went between them and then also did the bar the, you know the hand bar thing in the middle of them. 
They had a whole joint entrance. It was great. I think. Hear me out here. Should pair up with them. What if instead of that, they did the point thing, but they left a gap for the Miz to shoot up through a trap door like the Ray Mysterio entrance? They should work on that. I would be on board. I like it. Good job. Booyaka Booyaka Miz 1 9. Miz 1 9. There's your episode title. John, <laughs> John, John, write, write this down so I remember tomorrow. I'm very upset at you. But yeah, hey, hey, John, would you imagine that a match with these six people would fucking tear the house down? I can't believe it. This match was so good. So many, like, you know, joint team moves. A bunch of... Those spots where someone hits a big move, goes for a pin, then out of frame, someone dives at the last second and breaks it up. It was phenomenal. Everyone looked great in this match. Everyone looked like a star. Uh, we still don't know which member of the New Day is in the match. But I can tell you that Kofi Kingston is still an insane person. You know what he did? No. He ran up to the turnbuckle. He, he, you know, he climbed up to the top of the turnbuckle, then went up to the top of the uh, of the of the actual like uh, ring post, jumped out to the outside, and took out both Sheamus and Cesaro, just in one fluid motion. Just ran up, sure. ran up, and just dove. Holy shit, that was great. Okay. And while Miz was in shock about that, Big E hit the big ending and got the win, which was perfect because he got revenge. For the Miz stealing a victory from him last week. When the bar interfered on the outside. It was great. I reckon... If everyone watches one thing from this episode... You should watch this match. It's even better than the main event. What was the main event, Owen? Well, I, I want to tell you about the Good Brothers, though. Because we have actual good tag teams on the SmackDown. Unlike your barbecue thing... If you're going to talk about good tag teams, then no, don't talk about the bar. What are you doing? No, no I'm talking about the, the Good Brothers. Good Brothers, no. They had an interview with Renee and Carl, I mean, Luke Gallows explained that Carl Anderson puts the abs in absolutely shredded. And he ripped up his, his uh, vest and showed off his abs. And Carl Anderson said that his hot, hot Asian wife loves his abs. And they're going to beat the Bludgeon Brothers. Except that the Bludgeon Brothers haunted the monitor that's in the interview area. What? They haunted it. It just started like freaking out, and then the Bludgeon Brothers appeared on it, and they cut one of those weird promos. And I don't know what this means, John, but apparently they're going to liquefy their bodies. I don't... Sure. That's a, it. Sounds like a dangerous thing to do. Sounds like they're gonna crush them with the hammer really hard. But I, I have they haven't done one of these weird promos in a while, and I was very thrown off by it, but in a good way. The Bludgeon Brothers are good at the part where they're not wrestling. <sighs> Remember when we cared about these two? The Bludgeon Brothers. Okay, let me rephrase that. Remember when we cared about Luke Harper? Yes. Yes, yes I do. 
He now he wears he was, a weird red suit. He was Intercontinental Champion. That was when the Intercontinental title didn't mean anything, though. For like two weeks, admittedly. I'm about to say, every, every, everyone was Intercontinental Champion at that point. I mean, Dolph lost that title a lot of fucking times. True. Sometimes he didn't And then got it, it back every single time until The Miz was just like, no. He's like, no, bad. This is mine now. Stop it, it's already dead. Um, what if I told you that Mandy the Rose... Miz was The Miz was like, oh, you think that's cute? Here's a song about how you're a deadbeat fucking dad who is a secret child to a porn star. What? <laughs> Pop culture references. Uh, he'll turn. It's the, it's I, the push it. No, I, 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 no I figured it out after the fact. I'm like, when did that... Pro- oh. There you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, John, Drake, you got fucked. What if I told you that Mandy Rose fought Asuka? What if I told you I don't care? No, but what if I told you I have a clip from, from Mandy Rose's entrance? It's very good. What terrible thing did Corey say this time? Oh, it's 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 oh it's it's excellent. Here you go. Well, earlier tonight we saw Mandy Rose uh, talking to our general manager Paige and was granted an opportunity to face Oscar one on one here tonight. Took to Twitter to say, "Finally, a decision that makes sense." I did not hear a word you just said, Phillips. I'm busy enjoying God's greatest creation, as well you should be. Uh, excuse me, the champion is... I forgot you were... Uh, oh, wow, you got called out. Corey. Guys, I'm all stressed out. I feel like I'm in a park, and I'm staring at a beautiful baby chipmunk, and there's a falcon about to swoop in. What? I take the chipmunk. What's wrong with you? Are you, are you calling me a falcon? No. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm forgetting about you. And your opponent from Osaka, Japan. The Falcon. What? <laughs> it was so good. Because because Carmelo was like commentary as well. Yeah, I, I figured that out. Yeah, the whole... I was like, oh, oh, you're here, but no, Corey didn't even seem to notice or care. No, he apologized. Like, no. Then then he went to his baby chipmunk and Falcon thing, and that threw Carmelo off even more. It's like, no, wait. Am I a falcon? No, wait. <laughs> Just his reaction going, no, because he knew his whole thing was collapsing around him was great. I love Corey Graves. Um, Corey's pretty good. The way they made this match like not complete garbage is they had Sonya attack Oscar during her entrance. So that she was beaten up heading into the match and, and Mandy could have an actual kind of Competitive match for a couple minutes. And then she lost. But yeah. I just no wanna... way. I can't believe it. I think Mandy and Sonya are getting pretty good. I'm enjoying what they got going for them. I just hate that Paige hates them. And now... Hey. So- now what? Paige here. Paige here? Main event's here, John. Samoa Joe versus Big Cass versus Danny Bryan. I don't have a lot to say because this match speaks for itself. It's it's a good match where Danny Bryan and Samoa Joe have a match and occasionally Big Cass is there. 
Did you wish he wasn't? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, all right, then. I mean, the dynamic worked. Like, Danny Bryan and uh, Joe, like, worked around him to make it seem like he was a part of the match. But it could have gone without him. The the ending, though, was good. Uh, Daniel Bryan hit the flying knee to Big Cass and then pinned him. Fuck that guy. Except while he had a pin, Samoa Joe came in and was like, Ashley, let me just give you a big hug from behind and kill you. Oh, no! And put him in a coquina clutch, and Daniel Bryan passed the fuck out. Samoa Joe wins. Samoa Joe's gonna win that briefcase. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm yeah, wrong. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. Who's gonna win it? This isn't our final prediction. It's just at this moment, who do you think is gonna win it? I still believe that it is far more likely for us to see uh, either Miz or Bobby Roode. Okay. Miz, I would say much more than Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode is garbage. Yeah, but he needs something. True. Like, Miz doesn't need it, but I could see them giving it to Miz anyway because he's just such a fucking dirtbag that, like, letting him have money in the bank again, he could do, like, way better things than he could with it last time. Mm-hmm. But also, I could totally see them giving it to Bobby Roode because he needs something. And this will at least be the thing that lets them finally turn him heel. Yeah, I can see that. They're not going to do it, though. Probably not. I want Samoa Joe to have it. Just so he can cut promos with the briefcase for a year. I like Samoa Joe. I want Samoa Joe to have it so he can immediately lose. I want Samoa Joe to have it because he's being treated like an actual, like, main event star on SmackDown. Then he'll lose. Shut your goddamn mouth. He's not Baron Corbin. He's That's your problem now. But he will lose because of John Cena. Shit. You're right. I forgot about the John Cena factor. Oh, by the way, I, I didn't watch the second episode of uh, Total Bellas. I did hear what happened. Spoilers, it's the episode where they broke up. Oh, no! So so bullshit. They're already back together in real life. It's bad. Hey, John. Yes, Owen. Would you like to talk to me about the NXT? What? You don't have a two hundred five live that you want to talk about? It's 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 a great show. I remember you telling me for for weeks, months, even how it was this amazing show. Yeah. Then it didn't evolve at all. You didn't evolve. No, it's progress. That That's what we're going to. There is actually an Evolve show in, at the, the 2300 Arena earlier that day. They're doing a doubleheader. I dislike you. John, tell me about NXT. NXT is a television show that happens every week on the WWE Network. Excuse me? The Wooey Network. What what we wa? It, it's like Wii Network, except instead of Law and Order all the time, it's 
oily men all the time. Wait, that's law and order. Yeah, I don't know what you're getting at. Um, hey, Owen, let's talk about the next. It's yeah. a show that happened this week. Yeah, I, and it I began, watched it. And it began with an Alistair Black. Who? An Alistair Black. Oh, you mean the uh, the guy who raises it out of the grave? The Dutch Undertaker, yes. Yes, he's cool. He's a cool guy. He's a champion. He has a belt. Here's the problem, though. When he talks, he doesn't sound intimidating at all. Yeah, it kind of sounds just like a, a, a guy. Yeah, but like I a think, the th- I, for me, honestly, like the fact that he sounds a little weird... Is I'm kind of cool with it because it makes him just sound makes it seem like what he actually is, which is just a weird kind of goth dude. That's fair. Which I th- I think works for being a babyface. That he's just like a weird sort of antihero. He's not like evil or anything. He's just he's a goth dude. No one could be truly good or evil according to his theme song. We'll never be equal. But you know who is pretty equal is Lars. No, I, I think he's greater than. Yeah. Uh, Lars is great. Lars cut a good-ass promo on him and made dopey faces that I really like. Well, he does. He's really good at it. Mm-hmm. And then Lars attacked him. Lars attacks. And Alistair Black was like, uh, how about no? How about I'm going to kick you in your head? But then Lars caught the caught the black mass and hit it with the freak accident. And was like, this is my belt. I'm going to belt. I'm the one who will belt. Because they're going to have a match to take over Chicago. I'm looking forward to this, actually. This is going to be cool. Yeah, I, I want to see this. Yes, please. Yeah, this is, this is a good match. I'm excited for it. It's a shame it won't be the main event. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. It totally yeah, won't. Dude. It won't be the main event. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll talk about the main event, though, but not huh. right now. First, we need to talk about uh, a squash match. The War Raiders fought two jabronis. That's it. War Raiders' entrance is... Kind of minimal. Yeah, I think it's kind of boring. I think, and I think I kind of like it. Maybe I wish I had more lights. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's kind of boring. You know what else? I think it's kind of boring, Owen. Oh, by the way, John, did you know that uh, one of the War Raiders is like dating Sarah Logan? I didn't know that, but it makes sense either. But it makes sense because she totally looks like she could be a member of the War Raiders. Sure, okay. But yes, continue, John. You know what else I think is pretty boring, Owen? Monday Night Raw. Yeah, but I was going to say War Raiders. I mean, yeah, it's, they're like a boring version of the Bludgeon Brothers. i say they're even kind of a boring version of Heavy Machinery. Yeah, well, nothing is boring about Heavy Machinery. Steaks and weights. Steaks and weights. Yeah, I, I just... I get it. I, I get why they're big and people care. But I don't know. It's just not doing it for me. I don't think people care. That's the thing. They need to continue to develop as characters. 
I think, uh, let me rephrase, get why people cared that they were signed. Ah, uh, yes. And we're excited, like, oh man, War Machine! Yeah, they need to, sh- you know, have a better showcase of their talent. Yeah. Like a takeover match of sorts. And also they need to have, you know, promos. Have something more than we're Vikings Ascension? Sure. Same. What what else we got? Lacey Evans cut a promo about how they're she's gonna have the, her rubber match against uh Kyrie Sane next week. That's good. Oh, next week not a takeover? No, it's next week. Okay. This is the most fucking robotic promo I've heard in a long time. God damn, Lacey. Yeah, it's developmental. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that reminds you, oh, right, this is developmental. Yep. They're not particularly good at this. And, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a bummer. That's the thing that makes fucking NXT weird and kind of jarring, is that, like, yeah, it's a developmental thing, but it's also a developmental thing where you have, like, actual fucking legit pros who are, like, the best in this fucking business alongside people like this, which makes it all the more jarring and weird. Like, say, for example, the next fucking match, which is goddamn... Would you like to read what I've written in the notes for this, Owen? Let me pull it up. And I want you to see if you can guess who the the combatants are. Based capitalist pig dog versus bold singles jobber to the stars. Hmm. Would this be the EC3 versus Fabian Eichner match? Why, yes it would! Do you know how much they cared about this match? I mean, EC3 cared... He was very angry at the end. Not that he really did much about it. Yeah. They, His match started off real cool, Owen. It did. Fabian Eichner is cool. Fabian Eichner's great. I want to like Fabian Eichner a lot, even if I hate his fucking next level thing. You're just not on his level. And then John Gargano came out. Uh-huh. And was all like, what's up, motherfuckers? I have this contract for a street fight against Tomas Ciampa at NXT TakeOver Chicago. Despite Let's the, do this. Despite, despite the fact that the show opened by Mara saying that they were both not in the building tonight and announced this match ahead of time already. Anyway, bye. Yep. And then the match... Restarted, and by restarted, I mean Fabian Eichner did a cool crossbody to the outside, and that's so much air. He got so much air because he's fucking real cool. And then EC3 was like, "Actually, you're just gonna die now," and like hit two moves and ended the match. Great, great. Johnny Gargano completely fucked the pace of this entire match. So should we say fuck you, Johnny? I, I guess I just don't understand what the fucking thing they were going for with this was. Like, you didn't 
like... I like EC3 a fuckload. I think that, like, he just so fucking perfectly embodies that character and his weird pers- dick personality in every single thing he does in every move he makes, and I think that he did a real good job of, like, conveying that, like, I'm just... I'm I'm stoked that I won this match, but I'm also fucking seething with rage that this piece of fucking shit motherfucker took my goddamn spotlight... Like, didn't have to say basically anything, just kind of glowered and, like, fucking got that off super tight. Like, EC3 is a goddamn pro at this. Do you think we're going to get Gargano versus EC3? No. Really? So this was just for no reason? I feel like it. Okay. I'm going to be honest, I kind of feel like it, yeah. But it is XT, I kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. I feel like this didn't really serve much of a purpose, and it didn't make anyone look good. Like, it didn't make EC3 look good for, like, getting his fucking match interrupted and and winning. It didn't make Johnny Gargano any more over, because it's fucking Johnny Gargano. Like, you literally don't have to do anything. He's the most fucking over as it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't... why Why did they do any of this? That just fill time. It just yeah, exactly. It just and, felt like they wanted they needed an excuse to have of fucking uh, EC three on, and they needed an excuse to have like a big shocking like oh my god it's Johnny Gargano coming out of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Whoa, we're announcing this match for this audience so they can we get to get the excitement of of the audience saying yeah Chicago match. Wait, we're not in Chicago. At least they don't do that, the booing anymore, after Kevin Owens read him for filth that one time. They deserved it. They did deserve it. It was great. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. EC3 won. And looked none too pleased about it. I have a question. And I don't blame him, because I was none too pleased. I have a question, John. Yes. Why did you write down this next thing in the notes? About- Let's learn about Bianca Belair. Yeah, this was all so, a whole bunch of nothing. I thought it was interesting, because, again, I feel like it goes to the confused tone of everything. Mm-hmm. They did their whole, like, let's learn about this person, let's show you a bunch of old footage of them and history of what they come from and everything they're about, and I thought they did a really good job of making Bianca Belair seem like an a person with an interesting backstory and like a believable thing of like, you know, and and the thing is, it's like, I feel like it's hard because, you know, they try to do the pivot when it's like, and now I'm in NXT and I don't give a fuck. Fuck all of you. I'm the coolest and I don't give a shit what anybody thinks like, yeah. Okay. Like that's, you're trying to do this heel thing, but it feels weird and, and, incongruous when literally it's in the context of here's me as a child like having self-esteem issues and holding myself back because I didn't want to excel and have attention on myself and having to break that cycle and now I'm a fucking asshole cool like I don't I don't get what they're trying to achieve you know 
I, 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 that's why I said I don't know why we're talking about this because it's made no sense. Because I feel like the, that's the thing is that it it needs to make sense. Like, why are you again? It's the purpose of like, what are you trying to achieve by telling me the backstory of this character? Like, are you trying to make me sympathetic with them? Are you trying to make me empathize with them? Because if you are, then the work you do in the last part of the segment, where you basically call her out for being kind of arrogant and shitty in ways, again, like you could argue, like I feel maybe some of it is earned, but like, it seems like you want to have it both ways. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a problem across all of their fucking programming is a lot of times it feels like they do things just so they could say they did a thing instead of putting the thought process into why are we doing this thing? Which that's something that I feel like sums up raw to a fucking T. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's really into CrossFit. The end. So she's going to win the championship. Probably. Cool. Work for Seth Rollins. That's what I'm getting at. What else we got? You want to take the reins for this one? Because it's someone that you care about and I don't? Fucking debut of Donovan Dijak, who's going by his actual name, Chris Dijak. I didn't... I didn't know who this person was until you were yelling at me for not knowing who this like, person was. Like, watch this fucking match and he starts off beating the shit out of Ricochet. Doing, it's a real like, good match. High-flying shit while he's like a fucking giant. Like, what? He he seemed like a, a tall man. Yeah, he fought the Ricochet and it was... Um, he fought the Ricochet. He fucking kicked ass as soon as the bell rang and then Ricochet started doing Ricochet things. And Ricochet said, oh, by the way, I'm Ricochet, though. Mm-hmm. And let me just do some fucking ridiculous shit, and now you're dead. Yeah. But Dijak looked great, though. His, his I swear to God, man, that 630 is one of the most amazing fucking things I've ever seen. I don't know how Especially the one that, that he hit in, in, against Dijak. Yeah, I don't know how he spins that much. I don't know. Also, I don't know but, I mean, how he did the thing later. Oh my god, the thing later. Uh-huh. You want to tell us what happened here, Owen? I mean, this this is your boy in this segment, so I'll let you, I'll let you do it. So, after the match that Rick Shea handily wins with his 630, because fuck Chris Dijak, who the fuck is that? Fuck you. Uh, Rick Shays gets on the mic to talk about how he's very upset about what happened with Velveteen Dream mm-hmm. and how Velveteen Dream just like ducked out on him. And of course, he here's the thing about Rick Shay man is a pro and fucking puts Dream over so hard. How hard did he put him over, Owen? So hard, yes, but I, I, I don't I remember, I don't remember the actual verbatim. I was setting up the show. Oh, dude, he was very much like Dream is fucking amazing and like there's a reason he's getting all this fucking props and everything like that. Like he basically said that like Dream is like the most fucking legit person on the goddamn roster. Mm-hmm. 
but also he's a goddamn coward and he's full of himself and thinks that when the spotlight's on him, nothing, no one else matters, but Ricochet is going to steal that spotlight because that's what he always does. Makes sense. And Dream and Dream comes out and he's all like, dog, I'm the Velveteen Dream. He's not wrong. And then Ricochet's like, yeah, but you're all about the spotlight. Fool, I'm in the spotlight right now. Why don't you come take it from me? But then Velveteen Dream is all like, okay. And he goes down to the ring. That, that didn't happen. Sure it did. That but before happen. he goes, but before he gets in the ring, he's like, actually, nah, fuck this. I'll see you in Chicago. And he walks away. Mm-hmm. And then Ricochet fucking runs and like does a flip over the ropes and lands on the outside of the ring on his feet. And gets all in dude's face. I think you missed the line that Dream said before that. What's that? He says that anything you can do, I, the Dream can do better. It's true. And then he did that flip and he says, I'll fucking try to do that, bitch. And Dream was like, oh fuck. No, Dream had a boner. Which was fair, because holy shit. Did you see that look he gave him? Yeah, I, was I thought so that was a look on. of, oh god, I'm scared. I, I, I thought that was a look of, oh shit, this guy is fucking awesome. I want him to say my I, name. I could see him having a boner, though. That's, that seems like something Dream would do. That, that's how it came out to me, like, he was very turned on by this. He's turned on by competition. Your resistance only makes me harder. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was a cool segment. I'm looking forward to that match. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's talk about the main event. What's up? Owen. Yeah? Really? We're already fucking doing Dakota Kai and Shayna Baszler? Hey, I told you I didn't want this. I didn't want it either, and it happened. And I really didn't want it. Yeah, Shayna, Shayna fucking killed her. Again. Shayna's a fucking asshole. I hate her. I hated this match, and not because it was a bad match, it was a very good match, and honestly, I think that Shayna is getting really good at her fucking heel shit. I think that she is very much improved, and that's why I fucking hated it, because it was just her fucking stomping on all of fucking Dakota Kai's body parts in ways where I'm amazed that they can bend that much because, holy fuck, how did you not break everything? I don't think they're supposed to bend that way. In my head, can How you feel watching a Pete Dunne match is how I felt watching every single thing that happened in this match. I was very upset. I couldn't watch it. My heart was broken. Poor Dakota. Dakota got choked out. She did get some offense for, like, a hot second. She did. Don't get me wrong, she did. But she got choked the fuck out. Uh, also, I liked the spot where she kept getting to the ropes. Yeah. That was great. She looked good that part. The rest of the part, she looked dead. I... Th- I don't know how to put this. I feel weird putting it this way, but like, I don't know. I think that they did an okay job of making good on it, but I just still, 
I didn't like the open the beginning of the match of just like fucking Dakota Kai being so fucking easily like scared by her. I know and everything like I don't even. You're a goddamn wrestler. This is literally what you do. But also, this is like fighting Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but I've also like when have you ever seen a match in which someone is just like basically pissing themselves over Brock Lesnar. Well, I mean, it wasn't Lesnar, but Ellsworth against Strowman. That's essentially what this was. Yeah, but, like, it's Dakota Kai. She's not... I know. They're treating her like shit, except for that part where she got a little bit of offense in the match. She's, like, basically your de facto second top babyface at this point because you don't have anyone else. Also, uh, we got some breaking news from... Uh, which, would mean the, which would mean the top one is Kyrie Sane. We got breaking news from Corey in the chat. Oh. That uh, it's now confirmed that SmackDown will be live on Fox. It's not that surprising, but I, good. I, I know, but we were wondering because of the Friday slot. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be live. Again, not that surprising, but good. Good. I just wanted to break just- news from the chat. So I guess it just means that they'll do house shows on Tuesdays now. Indeed. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the actual good part of this. Could Fucking Nikki Cross shows up after the match. Uh-huh. And she's fucking crazy. Uh, you think? And what's the crazy demand that she makes, Owen? Well, first she steals the belt. She does. And then she demands that they have a title match tonight. With and Shane is like, what? And then she's like, yeah, you, me, match, title match tonight. Also, Dakota Kai's the referee. You know, because she's there. Yeah. Shane is like, what? <laughs> and everybody in the crowd is like, what? Uh-huh. And? And then fucking... <laughs> Nikki Cross hits her with her fucking fisherman swinging netbreaker and fucking pins her for like a legit three and runs away with the belt! Mm-hmm. Nikki Cross, your new NXT Women's Champion, I think! Nope. That's not how that works. Dakota Kai counted a three. Bell never rang. And I think Shayna probably agreed to it. No, she Maybe. Didn't. She didn't. The bell never rang. Non official not an actual official. Keep what you kill though. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that she's not the champion in her head and she doesn't I'm saying not saying she doesn't have the belt. She just d- legally is not the champion. We can't we can't mark that down. I don't and again I'm saying that I question that theory. We'll find out at TakeOver. She got the belt. There was a three count. No bell. There was no bell. They played her music. It it doesn't mean anything. It means she won. That's how you tell the winner of any segment. Is they play the music. John, there was no bell. Who versus? Who are we doing this versus? 
What? It's NXT. Okay. Nikki Cross is champion. It's champion in hard quotes. No, it's just straight up the women's champion now. <laughs> right, that's it for the show. That's it for heel turn. A production of ProWrestling dot cool. It's not just cool. It's dot cool. It's a website. I think. Yeah, it is. That's all I got. Uh, I want to give a shout out to everyone who was participating in the the Twitch chat tonight. No one in the mixer chat, John. I want to give a shout out to everyone in the mixer chat, which was just. My comments when I was upset at you for ignoring me when you were streaming that one game. Yep. Treasure Mask Storm. Yep. It's a good game. game. I've played that since I was like a kid. It is a good game. Also, uh, an anti-shout-out to the person trying to ask about fake news in the chat. Oh, what they want to know. I I have opinions on fake news. They wanted to think our thoughts on... One of their questions was thoughts on Ring of Honor selling their business to New Japan. And I said, what's your source? They said WrestleNews.com. That's not happening. Like, that's, not, that's not a real website. So. Let's be fair, though. Maybe they should sell their business. True. Also, uh, Core in the chat says, speaking of chat, says, this show's t- too short. It should be three hours. We should redirect him to the early episodes of this podcast. Yeah, you don't actually want that. Because we used to do three-hour shows, and those were brutal. I would literally leave the room for 45 minutes. Yep, it's not a joke. I was producing the show, so I had to stay the whole time. But John, where can they find this podcast? Find a whole bunch of places, including streaming live every Wednesday, starting around 9 p.m. Eastern, over at mixer.com slash the ozone and twitch.tv slash ozone You'll also find us on Facebook, just search pro wrestling.cool or facebook.com slash pwdotc if that's really what you want to do. But I mean, let's be honest, you're probably on your phone, so you're not gonna find it that way. Also, dork. also our Patreon at patreon.com slash pwc. We've adjusted some of our reward tiers. So uh, now at our $5 a month tier, not only do you get the show notes for this and every episode of Heel Turn, you also get an exclusive channel in the Ozone online Discord channel or Discord server. Isn't that cool? Hey. Isn't that cool? It's a thing that's cool. It's the dot cool. Maybe. It's the dot cool lounge. That's what it's called. You get to hang out with me and John. Talk to us privately. Ask us stuff about wrestling news that we don't want to share publicly. And all that other fun stuff. Yeah, it's just $5 a month over at patreon.com slash pwc. Owen. Yeah? Where can they find you? Um, from right here. Alright, cool. Good answer. Where where can they find you? I don't know, a place. That's cool. Is it New York? Maybe. Is it... No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna 
pinpoint that any closer. You can give the other person's address. That's fine. I don't live there. Nope, we're not doing that again. I mean, I guess technically he's not going to live there soon, so... Maybe you should give it to him now, so that we have one last chance to visit him before he goes away. And murder him. Can't say that on, on a live stream. Find me on Twitter for more hilarious jokes like this, or Instagram, or other dumb places, at IamJohnGM. I, I'm at the underscore ozone on Twitter. Owen. What's up? Are we done here? Oh yeah, we're, we're done. It is very warm because it is... I think it's technically summertime. It's it's almost June. It's summer now. We'll be back. Summertime loving. Loving in the summertime. Cool for the summer, in fact. Nope. Uh, so we'll be back next week with another exciting episode of Heel Turn. And until then... How the fuck did we go over an hour and a half? We didn't even talk about Raw. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.